Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Danielle Bejarano from Believe Fitness and Wellness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Danielle, how are we doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, I'm jealous you're in Arizona. I'm in Connecticut, I'll be honest. So uh, I love it out there. Anyway, let's dive in. So Believe Health and Wellness, I know you've been in the industry you know, for some years here for a good amount of time. So industry veteran, as we kind of call it, industry expert. Now, with this specific business, what was your initial goal from a business sense as to why you started here? Where's your, where's your mindset around that? Well, um, you know, seeing, we have the internet. So online business, definitely a huge uh, incentive. But um, my first priority was my current clientele. Um, I needed to have a brick and mortar in which to enable my clientele to have a continuation of what I've given them over the years. Um, The next objective was, um, if I was going to do that, it would be a teaching facility, same as your podcast is, um, teaching um, trainers, uh, wellness coaches, even naturopathic doctors, um, or even the individual uh, to be able to do this for what I've learned both medically, professionally, personally, and well in the fitness industry, yeah. and have it as a as a teaching facility. Does it have the services to help out the individuals? Yes, it does. But my initiative was to do um, just that, more of a hub um, yeah. of having information to come in and out. Sure. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I want to dive into that here in a second, especially uh-huh. that facility aspect and like the hub uh, aspect you just brought up to stay on like that goal for just a second. Now, when you, when you did start, when you thought about, Hey, I want to go add this brick and mortar to my services. Is there a mindset behind, you know, making money behind that? Is there a mindset behind, you know, creating this career or potentially like, you know, even possibly like an investment retirement plan with this business? Is that, is that thought process there for you at this point? Yes, definitely. Um, There is a, is a retirement plan. I mean, you always have a five-year goal, then split yeah, up into yeah. one. Uh, I have had a um, experience on having small wellness centers inside facilities um, yeah. of, of acquaintances that own their gym uh, that I've done. And so that was one of the learning experiences that it, it did well, but it wasn't what I envisioned and it couldn't grow because the synergy be- within the facility was not in the most perfect situation and and that that had nothing to do with what I did or what didn't it just what it was at that moment right right. Uh, so there was always an aspect of me saying if I'm going to do this the way I want to I'm going to have to do it you know in my own facility yeah Uh, and of course over the the recent years me going to um, naturopathic medical school um, I wanted to go more wellness and then incorporate the, the fitness. So it was wellness first, fitness second. Sure. Um, I was trying to incorporate it into an already established fitness facility. Yeah. But um, so this establishment was priority, taking care of my existing clientele, um, having a facility to actually do um, in-person coaching while as I build up my online business. Yeah. And then 
The third, uh, the, the long-term goal would be um, definitely let it run itself and, and train some trainers, some wellness coaches and some uh, manual therapists so that um, this facility runs on its own. Man, obviously a terrific goal. And I think uh, something we should all aspire to for sure. Um, a quick aside, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too much, but what made you go from uh, into that naturopathic doctor training? And uh, what, do you think, oh, well, what do you think that adds to your level of service as a professional here, business owner in the fitness space? So uh, actually that, that history, that crossover started in about 2000, 2001. Okay. Okay. It was actually um, one of the, I would call it a, a hobby, but one of the things I did was I was a, a NPC and an IFBB affiliate yep. in the body um, era. And I was the actually the head head judge for about 16 years here in Arizona. That's cool. And, um, that was in the middle of that. And there was, it was a history of the fitness girls um, being a competitor. So what was happening was a, a dysfunction a little bit when they were dieting all year round. And this yeah. is where wellness started coming into the um, aspect um, being a head judge, that's where naturopathic medicine started coming along. And here in Arizona, there's the naturopath. There's a naturopathic school. It is very um, affluent here. And so that's where that dive came in. And yeah. I had always personally had sights on going to med school. So okay. uh, I coincided with everything. And then uh, the more I saw it, the more and more I saw wellness, people trying to achieve fitness when they were even well. <laughs> and oh, so there's a huge, huge market for that. And we have all those facilities in a checkered pattern here. Here's your wellness, here's your here's your fitness industry. And there is a sometimes a bridge and in within the facility. But um the whole brand that I'm gonna be doing online is more of my perspective of a kind of an A B concept that yeah. really helps of uh, an individual and or the wellness practitioner whether it's a fitness coach or even the personal trainer to put it into such a complex situation into a very simple abc blueprint and that's yeah. something that you'll be seeing on my online and then of course in my brick and mortar nice. situation nice. that's awesome yeah i love it i love it and uh yeah i think definitely a growing market for sure you know send yeah. uh Cool. You've seen it from both sides. So, and we could talk about yes. <laughs> bodybuilders kind of, unfortunately that death rates seem to be ticking up lately. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of that come across the pipeline, which is very sad, but uh, yeah, big market where we can be of great service and help. So with all that being said, Danielle, to go back into uh, believe fitness and wellness here, physical space, we've talked about it, the real estate side of, of your gym, where is your mindset behind maybe your thought process in like planning when you chose this space, did you chose it, choose it for a particular reason or where were we at in regards to that? Um, well, well, here in Scottsdale, I mean, you, first of all, the numbers have to fit. Right. And, right. I mean, the numbers have to fit. And this is a, this is a something you're seeing a wave right now. Um, that's going to be happening that I saw in particular in 2009, <laughs> right after the 2008 crash, um, going into a small a recession, whether it's small or big, Yep. Especially demographic here in Scottsdale, you have um, people that are no longer or going to decrease their travel or the big, large expenses. Yep. So what happens, get a flip and they turn around and start, well, they're bored. 
They're going to work on themselves. So them spending $500 to $1,000 on personal training, um, the commitments there, uh, the value, they understand the value and they have the time. So you're going to see an increase on that personal training aspect. Then the personal trainer is going to say, why am I paying this big facility so much when I can go get real estate, get a couple trainers in there and make money? It's great. Make it while you can. um, But you'll see what happened in 2012 when those three-year leases flipped and the, uh, and the rent went double yeah. and the numbers no longer made sense. So you got another uh, reflux of the trainers back into the bigger establishments yeah. and, and the small boutiques dissipated. So as a business owner, there was two things. I wanted to make sure I got a five-year lease with a five-year contingency on that. Um, yeah. And so um, I also had the ability to um, go ahead and do my own TI because I could control what I was going to do. Um, it's upfront, and and um, so not everybody, but not everybody has that. But negotiate, right. um, negotiate on those numbers, um, negotiate on the real estate as far as the cam increase. Put a lock on how much the cams can be increased because that's what they're going to get you. Um, sure. Oh, wow. It's, you know, um, $20 per square foot per year. That's great. But the cans are, uh, are not done. Yeah. And that they yeah. go from $5 a square foot to $10, which is a yeah. huge, that's $2,000 in my facility yeah. a month. And that's $2,000 out of my profit and, or out of other things. Yeah, sure. uh, I also, one thing over the years, um, had the ability knowing uh knowing a lot of people um they would always call me and say hey do you know anybody that wants to buy this equipment so i actually purchased my gym equipment about three years ago okay Uh, i knew a facility that had closed down was do the same concept that i was but they actually went too big too much and brought too many professionals in there and you know why would they go there when you could get the checkered pattern i go to this place naturopathic doctor this place why why your place um and so i kind of learned also from that situation and saying we're gonna open it up my place i had to step in and be able to handle it 100 on my own i did not my numbers hit my numbers by myself now that's not a smart business plan because i'm only one person but i knew that I did not want to rely on having to have so many trainers to make rent mm-hmm. and having certain offices rented out that for the past five months, if an individual came in, they fit my brand, then I was okay because yeah. it's, it's believe fitness and wellness, not a studio gym that you can actually do your training out of. Right. And right. I don't want to be so narcissistic in the situation, but I needed to keep my my sustainability for that five-term goal that I had, I know that I have a certain niche. So there's a certain reason why people are going to be here. And I also wanted in, wasn't trying to steal people away from other establishments. What I want to do is I have the facility to teach. And that's what my first initiative is, is to teach. If they come in here, get education and leave and go back to another studio, I'm fine with that. I I want to teach people how to move or to be well, and that cliche of I'd rather teach an individual how to fish versus feeding them how to fish. Sure, sure. So, so that's my that's my business. It might have a lot of people going 
through here. And at some given point in time, do they want to use this facility as their establishment to fill their services needed for wellness and fitness? Yes, that's great. Um, I have it here, but I'm not relied on that completely. So the point I, I started small, conservative and humble and yeah. anything on top is frosting and scary. <laughs> I hear you, man. I think that's the way to go. Like start small and kind of lead with revenue and then uh, don't take off, uh, especially right now with where the economy is and with real estate. I know I'm sure it's, we're kind of similar. Like here it's insane. The pricing is insane. Supply is pretty much nothing for uh, a gym type building. Like if I wanted to open a gym in my town, you can't, it's, it's not, not going to happen, you know? So, uh, right. or you're going to pay a crazy amount of rent for a space. That's not the best fit anyhow. So yeah, cool to hear your mindset there, Danielle, and your thought process there and how it fits your model. So let's get into that. So, uh, we haven't really gone down, uh, the path of what the exact model is in detail just for the listeners. What is the model that you offer at your business there? Because obviously, to be successful in business, we need a viable model. So what is that exact model like if we were to walk into Believe and start training today? Well, it changed, but today okay. it stands as membership. Um, okay. It stands as membership. And I have some really good uh, resources that actually help coach this. Um, some of them are like affiliated with Tony Robbins, Pete Vargas, Grant Cardone. Uh, they all definitely come here a lot. So I definitely have, they, they urged me to say, go membership. And I was a little reluctant, um, but I saw the I saw the big vision after a while, and that actually was simple. So my membership um, is definitely that it's it's different different tiers. Mm -hmm. So the basic it would be here you come in you could use a facility it's a private facility right. nothing more than a uh, than a small or a nice hotel gym or a yeah. small apartment gym that's really nice. Sure. The sure. bigger and, and definitely have that. then I have the wellness aspect that's including the cold plunge the other lines of revenue so I have two different separate me memberships one for the open floor one for just the wellness side and then if someone wants to come in and combine that they can and then I offer uh, group training and the group training is something that I personally what I do is I limit the floor to eight to ten people um, because of this room and instead of group training uh, what i've done is i just multitask i train yeah. eight people at the same time <laughs> you know yeah. they they like the individualism sometimes i pair people up most of the time they have a buddy a buddy that they train with so it's their small little circuit that i put them through yeah again um personal trained for 30 years so do i love it yes it's something that gets me up but is it you get bored, not bored, but you get tired of it. And um, so sure. I like to teach and that's where my passion really is. And yeah. what I'm now supplying them is, is accountability program design yeah. and some over, over um, focus and, and just the energy, all of that. So yeah. I know, and I usually tell people after three months, you should be able to do this on your own. Right. And um, but, and know that what you're actually purchasing is a membership for those things. Right. And, right. and they're, they're like, we, I, I love it. You know, it's yeah. no longer that, uh, so the retention is really high. Uh, I mean, um, you, you retain those clientele because you're selling you, right. you're selling space and you're selling the energy. And that I know I don't have to market. I I've been in, I've been entrepreneur for 30 years 
have had small small clothing and supplement um, facilities. Yeah. You name it. Okay. Um, and I've never advertised. Okay. I have never advertised. I am one hundred percent referral. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Mean, that's a blessing. Um, I, I can't, um, it's not something I would recommend to anybody. Um, I've got a small facility. So right now I actually have to think about certain hours to say, right. I don't have the capacity can handle it. And that's a good, good problem to have. Great problem. And, and, um, and that's where the memberships start having, instead of doing all a car and always chasing that buck or chasing yeah. that down and saying, Hey, come in to use a red light, come in use the cold plunge come right. in for training you catch them on the niche of saying i'm going to teach you you're going to you're going to learn you're going to come in here and i'm going to supply a facility here's a membership and when you feel like you want to try something else go for it yeah. i've always had them whether it's for some information hey i'm having troubles on this can you can you help me out sure here, I'll help you out. And then they go back down to their other trainer. And right. that makes me more happy than that. Um, one thing I see a lot of, and I had it at one time, is ego. You know, they're, they're training with this person. Well, I'm not going to accept them back. Right. Um, so that's one thing that I just want to make sure that um, people don't do that. Um, if, you're, if you're doing this as a career, it's a career. look at the long-term effect. Um, I had a I had a really good compliment one time, um, and I I know I'm segueing here, but or uh, going off on a tangent. But I remember walking in, and I remember seeing a guy that had competed a long time ago when I was judging, and I said, "I remember you. Um, I remember what you did." And he goes, "You know, I remember that." He goes, "But I don't remember what you said to me. All I know is how I felt when I left." Right. And that's one meeting that happened literally ten years ago. Yeah. And that's what you want your facility to do is to have that person come in and say, wow, I feel different here than I do over there. Yeah, sure. And that's the membership. Then yeah. here's the membership, there you go. Um, and that's where um, they definitely have. And then that's how you build your community. Yeah, I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot of good points there, Danielle, for sure. Um, let's take a step back real quick. With, uh, you brought up capacity there uh, back you know, a few minutes ago. Are you at capacity? Are you looking to grow to that? Or what, what, is, what is capacity? What does that mean to you in your current space? So uh, in the morning, how I structured it, because I'm a, right now I am yeah. a band, one man band. Yeah. I, do, I do have one trainer that I allowed in the afternoons to come in because I work, um, I do a six to 10 um, group training in the morning. Yeah. The drop can come in at any time. Those are my memberships. Uh, my my, my members. And I have about a, a 30, a 30 um, client base on that. What I had established before this facility opened, okay? Um, then at 10 o'clock to about six on a regular basis, I'm doing my neuromuscular release, which has definitely been, it's a manual release, a lot of intellectual property into that. Sure. That's one of the, the courses that I'll be teaching online. Um, it is um, definitely have, that's my revolving door. These people travel 45 minutes, maybe once a month, sometimes um, bi bi-monthly to come and utilize this. I have wow. referred that aspect um, from chiropractors, orthopedic surgeons that send me their, their um, individuals. Yeah. 
because my perspective is about the nervous system and wellness, that's just the physical aspect. Sometimes these individuals are older or even athletes. And my facility on the gym floor is going to be, let's make sure you're moving correctly. Right. Uh, I'm about focusing on the nervous system and what the nervous system is outputting before the symptoms, inflammation, dysfunction, all of that. So sure. instead of breaking it down on that, I'm, I'm about let's calm the nervous system down and then let the body heal itself and then, and then determine the dysfunction. Right. So that's the teaching, uh, teaching aspect. Um, yeah. And then, and then when those people are long distance, they come in here for seminars. And so that's another line of revenue. Um, yeah start getting my podcast going, that's going to be online and that's yeah. going to be an online course. So it's going to be an outreach. Um, then the idea is that I have in-person seminars where people come in and fly in and I'll have a week long seminar or a weekend four day seminar and start and start doing a lot of those. Nice. So, so the afternoons from 10 o'clock on my floor is, is open. So you asked me about capacity, the yeah. capacity per, um, per uh, uh, class is about 10. That's okay. as much as I personally can handle and also right. the floor okay. without okay. it being too crowded um, and it being comfortable and not chaotic. Sure. Which, sure. Again, I'm not about numbers. I'm about quality. That's yeah. business one. Pick your niche. Do you want quality, quality, um, the quantity? Um, in this industry, especially in Scottsdale, you see there's three different um, sizes of gym or fitness facilities. Your small boutiques like myself, which yeah. are anywhere about a 1,500 square feet to 3,000. Right. Then you have size, which are going to be about your 10, 7, 8, 10,000 square feet. And that's where you have a big, a big warehouse gym, you know, some turf, and you have about five um, trainers on the floor and your capacity is about 50, 60 on the floor. Right. Right. And then you have your corporate. Yeah. And so you're seeing a lot of those small boutiques expanding because of the influx of personal trainers leaving the corporations. Sure. So they're expanding. And then you see some of those individuals going on rogue and doing their small boutique like myself. Right. And then right. um, yeah, I do like how you have all these multiple revenue streams. So it kind of brings me to my next question. Yeah. The regular members, right? The the group training, uh, personal training, call it members. Are they also kind of upselling or spending more money with you on top of that regular membership base? Going to clinics, doing their own uh, therapy. Or, are, are they? Are there ways they know, can do that? I haven't established that yet. Um, okay. I haven't established that yet. I mean, the other, how do I make the individuals spend more money once they have that membership? Um, those the the seminars would be one supplementation. Right. You know, selling subs would be the other. Um, I definitely, at a future date, will get a naturopathic doctor in here that is going to supply say, your basic B12 shots, you know, yeah. IV, things like that. Um, probably a massage therapist that um, is um, in conjunction with my manual therapy, which that is busy. That in itself, me, I need to duplicate myself in that. And yeah. so okay. that, because it's such a, an intellectual property modality. Yeah. No, there, I have no competition. Which is great. And I am 30 referral for referral clients deep that I can't even call back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great it's problem. a great problem to have. Exactly. And then of course, just educating, educating yeah. 
And one of the comments that I, I love to teach, so I give a lot of informa information for free. And that's my, that is my, uh, you know, uh, that's the retention is high because of that. Sure. And so I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to teach that or I don't want to say that. Um, one comment is people say, I come here for a manual therapy and I leave knowing so much more. Yeah, yeah. And that means to me, I know they're going to come back. For sure. I agree. Yeah. If we can uh, educate. Services. So, so the, my individual, um, my current members, no, I don't have um, anything going on. I just know that that's my number. So it goes back to my business, original business plan. I, I can guarantee those numbers. Yeah. So now is I cover my whole expenses. I can do this by myself and I can run it exactly where it is. Okay. Um, okay. And be fine. Um, my other projects, the online, those yeah. are the results that are generating money while I'm working on the floor. Which is awesome. Cool. I think that's the goal. Yeah. Is that where you see like the biggest opportunity for you moving forward, Danielle? Is that that online space? Yes. Um, yes. I almost have no choice. My a couple of my high-end clientele are major influencers. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, and and uh, they this is what they do. I mean, yeah. and so just being in the back seat watching them, when you have intellectual property or you know you can help someone, and I know this sounds arrogant, but it's not. It's 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 just trial and error and experience in a in a saying, I know that there's some information and I don't see it actually being being put out there. There's a moral obligation that says if I can teach someone that can either one help themselves or help them help other people. I have a moral obligation to teach that. Right. Uh, yes, capitalizing on that is definitely something that's going to be organized, but that's not my intent. Right. Oh, I money with this. People see right through that. That's that's one thing. And these are individuals that do this. I mean, one of the individuals um, is uh, helps David Asprey, and one of them's Tony. I mean, these these are. I get this information and and it's natural to me because I feel that that's why I haven't done it is being that humble um, but they're like that's exactly who should actually be doing it. so yeah. it's more of a I, I kind of have to I'm, but I <laughs> yeah I hear it I find it and in fact it was asked why aren't you doing that yet why aren't you doing it now and I told them I had to have a brick and mortar because my priority was my current clientele. If right. I knew starting another venture and I didn't, they didn't have a facility that I felt comfortable that I knew they were being taken care of. Um, right. I actually wouldn't have done it. Okay. I wouldn't have. So it's not the monetary aspect. It was more of um, I, my chess move. I had to make this chess mm -hmm. move for or the next one sure that makes sense yeah for sure and with that so that's kind of is your biggest challenge you think it's just you and there's not like you don't have a massive team yeah. behind you just from like, a time, like a time perspective yeah yes 100 and and just everything that is it's unknown territory it's not something i'm yeah. comfortable with. um yeah. but despite that i don't think about that i just know it's coming from somewhere else and and once you just let that go remove one and let the other one open it just it's endless yeah. and that's definitely been some 
long, when I say long-term, three, four years of watching other people do it at a very high, high level. Yeah. I know them personally, and then I see them on stage. It yeah. is great. And that's where I'm like, you know what? They're just like everyone else. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they've just taken that next step. And so I see it as I could do this. I could do this. I love it. Yeah. I think that online, online education space is the future in our industry or a massive part of it too. So uh, yeah, I think it's the way to go. And if you follow the money, you know, I know we're not focused on that solely, but that's where all the money's going to like that online coaching education space over the next five years is going to be just a massive uptick. So yeah, really love that you're doing it. And it's cool to see like over like the time, your life cycle as an entrepreneur in this space, how now it's going there. So I think there's a lot to that. And, uh, any last, last, last question, Daniel, you've been doing this a while, been many different, um, businesses. You told me you have a golf, uh, indoor golf facility as well, which is great. I'd love to come check it out. Uh, one piece of advice for like the younger listener, they want to get in this, into this industry. What would you get, say to them to kind of set them up for success in the best way possible? You know, um, so in oxygen magazine, I don't know if you remember that. Mm. Okay. I do. Yeah. <laughs> So one of their, their second year, because I was a head judge at that time, yeah. um, they were interviewed me and they asked me what makes uh, a good, um, a good trainer? What makes a great trainer? Actually, it was a good trainer was a question. And I said, a good trainer, um, you know, is a good trainer. They're, they're, they're conveying their information. The, um, it's being received communication, um, in a, in a, in a nutshell. Um, yeah. and going from there, but when I, when I judge competitors up on stage, I could tell who was being trained by who just because of the, the, sure. the problem. Um, what I came out with and said, what, what makes a great trainer is being versatile, okay? Right. So it goes against exactly what we're talking about. Find your niche, uh, your niche um, stay in your lane, do what you need to do. But when starting out, you don't know what your niche is. Right. You might have an idea or thinking, I want to be the best one. I want to, I want um, 20 people training, doing a group yeah. training. I want to, I'm going to cater to 20 year old girls, you know, you know, building yeah. their glutes, all of that. When your specialty might be that middle-aged person. Yeah. Most likely. And, and so being a great trainer is priority first. And that means being versatile, whatever person is in front of you be able to make them better, teach them, learn how to teach, don't just instruct. Um, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, would they be able to continue doing what you've left them with? Right. Put your imprint on that. Um, if you can't, if you, if the answer is no, and they're completely relied on you, not, not by motivation or um, accountability, I'm talking, can they pick up what you've taught them? Yeah. If the is no, you're doing something wrong. You're not either communicating, you're not actually delivering what you know, your knowledge and your passion and um, giving it to them and, and sparking it within them, um, or you're in it for the wrong reasons, ego. Um, you just want to be that person that's a highlight. I want to be popular. I want to be the one with the most likes on Instagram. Um, that doesn't matter. What matters is that that person walks away and will always remember that moment. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. And that's the most important. Once you establish that, then the pathway starts becoming lit for you right. and then go down that. 
um, remove the fear, remove the self-limiting beliefs. And that is where you're going to actually, where everything just starts being synergistic. Right. It may not be the, the picture that you thought of. Yeah. Try to combine the picture that you thought of into that, that, um, that roadmap. And, and you're going to probably get the best situations on that. A good person, a good business person told me um, business or success is built on three things. One is um, um, project, um, actually two things. One is project and one is people. And those two equally e equal the success. So back to what you were saying as far as yeah. asking about the location where I was at. Um, one thing is, is that when you already have your following, when you've already had your your um, your referral, and people already know you, and you say, "I am now going to location," right. they don't care if it's behind a supermarket. They don't care if it's in your background. So during the uh, the odd thing is during the um, the lockdown, yeah. I had more people at the park than oh, I yeah. did gym and it was the weirdest thing. And these are people that no longer are coming to me. They're back at the gym, back at their, uh, at their, with their trainers or whatnot. But when they, they're like, it was their opportunity to come to the park. And I had 20, 30 people and non-solicited, just word of mouth. Oh, you're over there. I'm going to come and do that. It's a weird thing that when things happen, people are like, well, I need to change up. You know what? I'm going to go back down to, to Danielle. Yeah. I'm going to, but I can pick up, they come for a month and then they go back out. So that that's what i would tell people don't let the ego get into you find your lane love it um and then put whatever your perspective was and your dream yeah. into perspective and go for that i know too many people that say oh i want to buy get a gym myself and and i want all these high women when i see their clientele and who they're good with is your 65 um right. and older individuals and i'm like yeah. they're ones that are going to pay 150 an hour they have the money yeah they have the money and we, <laughs> and and we can probably help them they can, we can probably help them the most if we're being honest you know correct correct yes yeah. and you can I have oh you can have a little yeah. bit of both but yeah. don't don't cut your foot off to spite you know spite your you know oh, yeah. that whole don't thing fight the whole leg and, and i know i messed that up but point being is, is don't let the ego say i want to drive and open up my own facility and it being this this niche this energy um, being back to that, um, that interview, be versatile and then see what your, your clientele gives you yeah. go with what your clientele wants and learn how to read that. Don't be so stubborn. I've done that. I've, I've, I failed in that aspect. So looking in what this it's, what can I give my clientele? And that actually sparked uh, the golf. Yeah. Yeah. I bringing a, a simulator into this facility. I, I investigated it, saw the numbers and said, shoot, this is a whole other business aspect. Right. Same in the same complex and um, that's flourishing. Yeah. And, and they love it because now I can kind of bridge that in together. And we're in Scottsdale. It's a $6.5 billion a year. People come over the board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's hot and everybody wants to, my clientele is now going over there to play yeah. golf. So, you know, like just keep me golfing. So I fix them, teach them and then spend their money. <laughs> some balls across the, uh, in the next unit down. Well, Danielle, I, I love it. And I uh, always love talking to a industry veteran, somebody that's been doing this a while, seeing the trends come and go and, how much this industry has changed in the past couple of decades. So I uh, appreciate you coming on today. I think awesome place to wrap this up.
Where can the listeners check you out? Your website, your social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, Believe Fitness and Wellness on Instagram or my last, my first and last name, Danielle uh, Bejarano or Zion Golf Club in Scottsdale. But if you believe, the B3 is, uh, is going to be an extension of my online, which is a B3 life. Nice. And it's back to the balance and balance. And so there's a, there's a bridge within that. So um, definitely, definitely something that um, you'll be start, you'll start seeing soon. Love it. Danielle, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on and we wish you continued success. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Austin. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you. We appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Ben Spencer with Spencer Fitness out of PA. Ben, what is going on today? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling great. <laughs> Every day is a good day. I love it. I love it. And so, you know, we're excited to have you on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Spencer Fitness, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? So I guess description of the business would be, I'm just out here trying to make my community around me a healthier place. Functional fitness is big to me. Um, doing things properly that's not necessarily lifting heavy weights like you see those top athletes doing. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to get healthier people, healthier lives, whether that's through fitness, nutrition, whatnot from that perspective. Um, so, yeah. I love it. I love it. And so let's take a little dive into the business here. And we'll start with the bare bones basics. How many members or, or clients, whatever you regard them as, how many members are you at currently? Currently, I'm at right around 70, 70%, um, pretty much right on pace where I want to be. Um, slow and steady. It's not going to, they're not just going to pop in first month or two. Um, you got to be patient with it. It's a process. You got to trust it. Totally. And so in the process of getting to that 70 now, what has been the best method of finding new clients for you? Um, definitely word of mouth uh, for my area. Not every area is different. Like obviously your city area, you can, you can do advertising. Like you put a billboard out there or a sign or a Facebook ad or something. You're going to get people to flock in. Um, not so much in this area. I did some of that stuff initially and I did get quite a few, but lately it's been word of mouth. Um, just people coming in, checking it out, seeing it on the road, even like driving by, yeah. seeing the sign. I got a big sign out front. Um, just easy stuff like that. You don't have to go spend thousands of dollars to advertise out there on your next Google search or whatever. Totally. And so with the word of mouth, how many, how many clients would you say you, you see coming in off of just using that? Um, I would say probably at this point, probably half, probably half. Um, 
friends, family, or people that are already members, they've fallen in love with the sport of CrossFit, um, bringing their family and their kids, their husband, wives, um, aunts, uncles, relatives, everything like that um, has been the biggest part. Lots of family, not just families, blood-wise, but atmosphere-wise, it's awesome. CrossFit related, yeah. CrossFit gym. Yeah. 100%. It's been now if I came in and I would say I was a referral or whatever it may be, and I came in and I want to get started, what would I then have to pay to become an active member? So I love the idea of trying it out and not having to pay money. So I always offer a uh, first week free. You come in as many times as you want, whether that's every day, every day, every, three times the first week, whatever works best for them. I mean, we kind of go from there. And I say no harm, no foul. If you don't like it, if you didn't pay a cent. If you like it, free to join up whichever membership you want from there on gotcha gotcha and so is there different memberships that come with different things so like for example is there a membership just you know hey, access to the group classes unlimited whatever it may be or is there like you know one that comes with personal training like how does that work for you guys so i offer a few different ones i have uh three times a week membership for people that aren't gonna come in every day i have your unlimited membership the biggest perk of the unlimited membership is the open gym time so like if you don't want if you want to do something outside the class say you want to work on double unders or pull-ups or something like that you don't you're not stuck to that one hour and i do have um open gym options pretty much all day um something i definitely wanted to add because i know me as an athlete competing and stuff i wasn't able to get where i wanted to go just with the classes i wanted to come in and work on my clean snatches, whatever it was. So that's the huge benefit of the unlimited. And then I also offer a 10 pack. Um, my area has a lot of travelers. So like business, traveling, family, whatever it is. So a lot of people get the 10 pack. They come in the area for a week and they're out for a month, they come back. So that one's more built for them. So they don't have to worry about paying a fee every month to come in. I like that. I like that. There's a lot of versatility there. And so if traffic and leads and clients were unlimited here, Ben, you know, how much could you hypothetically handle on top of what you, what you have now with the 70? I mean, it would all come down to what, like, like you said, what I can handle personally. Currently in the process of hiring, looking for another coach, another person to be around here because my classes are expanding now that it's summertime, kids are out of school and everything. So I usually cap my classes around 12. A good number, just especially with newbies coming in, paying attention, making sure the proper technique and everything. Um, so I, my goal by myself is probably between 100 to 125 total members. At that point, I need it's a necessity to have another coach in here running multiple classes at a time, which would be, is my goal, the more advanced class and then a scaled down class for your less advanced uh, athletes. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And so would you say the majority of who you coach are athletes and is that really what you're trying to grow or are you trying to grow more i know you see your demographics a little on the elderly side are you trying to grow that side or yeah. what's the priority for you yeah so you were trying to say there um so the majority of my clients now are older i would say parents even grandparents the majority um so they're just coming in looking to move like they're not worried about like what their score is they're not logging their score on the sugar Watt app to see uh, who's going to beat me who's not um, they're just looking for that functional fitness, stay active, stay healthy. Um, but now that school's out, I, I probably this first, our school here has been out for about a week or two. I've probably had about 14, uh, 14 to 15 kids join, like high schoolers, age 16, 17 year olds, um, which is awesome. That was 
definitely what I was looking for. I knew that school would kind of get in the way of that, but um, probably maybe total 20 kids. Uh, and they are athletes. One, 100% of them are athletes, whether that's soccer, um, a lot of swimmers, um, football, baseball, softball, everything pretty much. Yeah, 100%. I think, again, with that versatility of who you can appeal to, you broaden that, I think, always serve folks. You just bring more traffic, right? You can appeal to more yeah. people. Especially so, sorry, what was that? Especially with the sports. Like, I know how much oh, yeah. I would have benefited from CrossFit as a as a swimmer, football, baseball player in high school and college. Um, explosiveness, cardio, power, things like that, that I didn't even know existed, honestly, at the time. I didn't know what a clean was. I didn't know what a snatch was. So I started CrossFit. Yeah. And I'm probably in better shape now than I was when I was in college or doing sports wow. in college. So That's awesome, man. Holy cow. Going up instead of going down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially as you get older. Yeah, you need to. So yeah. now walk me through this. Let's take a step back from clients. Let's talk about leads here. So um, walk me through this, right? The the what I would call the client journey, which we kind of discussed a little bit, but I kind of if there's anything else you can add to it, I think kind of kind of curious to see what you'll say here. So if somebody comes in and maybe not ready to commit just yet, but they're interested, mm-hmm. walk me through the process of of getting them interested and then being sold the membership to then being onboarded. What does that look like for Spencer fitness? So, um, I always sit down with somebody. We have like, a, it's called no sweat intro. We sit down, we talk about your goals, where you're at in life. Um, what you're trying to do, whether that's weight loss, gain weight. I do have a lot of people that want to gain weight and which is, um, you might think surprising, but I know a lot of people have trouble with the eating side of things. So I help them out with a little bit of nutrition there as well. Um, so we have that little chit chat, from trim around the gym probably takes about 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. Um, and the biggest thing I see is I go a little off topic here, but um, with CrossFit, people are scared because they see the the games on ESPN or whatever it is. They see those Rich Froings and Matt Frazier's lift and those heavy weights. Like, I can't do that. I don't want to get around CrossFit and they're scared of it. Um, so I go in, I explain to them, hey, these movements are things you're going to do every day, whether that's deadlift you're going to pick up uh your weeding weed eating outside you're picking up a an object heavy object put on a shelf or something there's your clean or there's your snatch or your jerk or whatever push press um with those heavy objects going for a walk going for a run like as in i have a lot of uh, marathon runners and they're like how's this going to benefit me i'm like you're outside of when it's cold here and you can't go out and you can't run your whatever five miles need to run that day Come in and do CrossFit. You'll get just as good a workout out of that as you would out of your five-mile run or whatever it is. And you're indoors. You don't have to worry about going out in the 10, five-degree temperatures and worrying about that. So a lot of people like that idea where they don't think about it as CrossFit. They think about it more of like everyday activities, just a little more high intensity. Yeah, 120%. And so now with growing clientele and and obviously – you know, I, I think you've experienced enough here where you've had people come and go. So what do you, or what's been the best method for you to track, you know, client lifetime value, churn rate, things like that. When, you know, who's coming in, who's coming out as far as like active membership or canceling cancellations, whatnot, how do you go about tracking those numbers? So we do, um, we use the SugarWatt app through our um, programming and everybody loves it because they can track stuff. It doesn't have to be public. It can be private. So you see, and we do cycles here. So like your different strength cycles, your different cardio cycles, like we're trying to improve our, maybe one cycle, we're trying to improve our mile run or 
something like that. And the clients love that because they look at that first week and they're like, oh, they ran their mile, we'll say 10 minutes and 14 seconds. And then we train, we do cycles and we train whether that's six, eight, whatever, 10 weeks. And they see it, they test it again at the end and they see their improvement. And the only way you're going to improve is by coming in. So if they know if they miss a week, they're going to be a little behind the eight ball with trying to reach their goals of whatever that is under 10 minute mile or eight minute mile, whatever that's going to be. So that's the biggest thing I see there um, coming in, people logging their scores, their workouts, their weights, whether that doesn't be run like lifting deadlifts we did today. So that's the biggest thing I see people coming back in um, with keeping them around. Yeah. Yeah. 120%. And so here's a little bit of a, of a longer winded question here, Ben, but a good question in itself. Yep. Good way to kind of self-reflect here. So in, in in the gym and fitness industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Ben, where do you feel like you could improve most? Definitely the first one, the um, marketing side of things. Um, I haven't been too big on it to start off just time restraint and being by myself. But when I am able to get more time in here, I definitely want to invest more in the marketing side of things. Um, going out into the, not just my town, but around my town. Cause I don't have like, um, I don't have a gym around me for, I want to say it's like 30 miles, like another gym. There's an anytime fitness, but it's not, a, I don't have a CrossFit gym. So I want to go out and market to those people that aren't in the vicinity, like aren't getting that word of mouth that driving by the building, seeing the sign. Um, so definitely that side of things. I'm looking into a few ideas. I'm not too huge on like the, the um, internet based stuff, like your Facebook, Instagram. I do, I do that, but my community is just like, I was saying, it's, we're more rural. So you, they're more going out for your Sunday drive and seeing a sign or something like that. So that's something I need to invest more time and effort money into um, from those three things for sure in the, in the near future. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there, but I think that's a super important way. Like, you know, regardless of success, right, well, the last eight months for you to get to 70 clients is great. But the fact that you can be honest and, and mention that you, you can improve regardless of success, I appreciate that transparency. I'm, I'm sure the viewers do as well. And so, you know, last two questions for you here, Ben, but I think our two favorite questions, you know, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish? So, oh, big picture, I always said this from the beginning, was to make my community a healthier, um, I don't better community. So whether that's getting the kids into better sports, like getting, getting better at sports. So like the, making the football team better. Our, our high school isn't too, the high schools in this area aren't too big or good. I, want, I don't want to say good. Not They're not too like, I don't see the kids going out for sports like they used to when I was there. Like we had... 40, 50 kids on the football team. Now we're seeing like 25, 30. So I want them to get back into like, not like sports. This is on the kids side of things. Um, athlete side of things like baseball, football, get them back into wanting to go out and play sports. And I feel like coming into CrossFit and exercising, working out, not just going home, playing, sitting on the couch, playing the video games. I feel like that deters them from going out for sports. Um, cause sports are great. It's great to build relationships, friends, um, even like adults that want to come watch you play baseball. Like if you want a job later with that adult, they know, Oh, Hey, he was on the baseball team. I saw him play when he was a high school. He was a great leader, a great, or a great captain, something like that. Um, I know I'm a little off topic there, but um, that's what I'm looking forward to the, the um, 
kids, high school, uh, middle, uh, middle school, whatever side of things. Now with your adults, I'm looking for um, adults in my community. They're kind of just like they go to the donut shop in the morning and they have their coffee and their donut and then they go to work and then they go home and go to bed or whatnot. So I'm trying to get that healthier community. Um, I wouldn't say my town's overly obese, but um, trying to just make healthier lifestyles. So maybe maybe it's not it's not gaining weight, but it's eating healthier. Or if it's or not if it's losing weight, eating healthier, whatever that is. I feel like having a gym with classes, having someone there to say, hey, let's do this, 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 and this, instead of just going to your regular anytime fitness and they walk in the door and they're like they don't know what to do. So I'm here, a coach is here to tell them, hey, this is the workout. This is what we're gonna do. Here's how you do it. Boom, it's done. One hour, hour fifteen, whatever the class time is and there's your workout you don't have to think about it you just come in work out and then you're healthier whether that's like i said eating working out whatever it is so i love that i love that it's really changing lives changing lives 120 percent. and so last question for you here and i think uh i'll word it a little differently so you know ben if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym Mm-hmm. and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started what would um, that advice be for you like like i was saying earlier it's definitely the patient side of thing um me working at gyms like that's a that's also something that i would recommend for everybody get into a gym before you open a business like don't just think oh this is i don't want to say easy but i can do this off just look at googling like listening to podcasts like Sure, that's great, but you need to get yourself into the environment of the gym, like go through the ups and downs of the gym. So I kind of had a mentor at another CrossFit gym. Uh, I was maybe there for like eight to 10 months. Um, I, I was going through the ins and outs of everything. So I kind of knew um, what to do from that, from the behind the scenes side of the gym, not just the coaching side. But so going back, I would definitely preach patience. Like I was saying earlier, patience, patience, patience. It's not just going to happen overnight. It might take it might take 12 months. It might take three years. Um, I know the, the person I was mentoring under, she said her, she had a five-year plan. So she didn't expect or plan to make a profit for five years. Um, now I'm a little, I want to go a little quicker than that because of, she was in an area where there are other gyms, other stuff going on. I'm in an area where there's not anything really going on. So I'm going to have a little influx of people, uh, a little more influx of people coming in. So, but yeah, definitely patience. Um, I know everybody that opens a gym, they want to work out. They have the gym now. They have the, like, it's their own workout. They can work out whenever they want. That's your last thing to worry about. Like, I know my first couple of weeks, I was working out at, after the day was done at 9, 10 o'clock at night, and I had to be up at 4.30 the next morning. No. Like, go to bed, get your sleep. You need it, especially. You're going to be doing enough working out, demonstrating movements and things like that um, if you're coaching. Uh, so definitely don't, don't push yourself too much when you first start first couple of weeks to a month and you'll get back into it. Like missing some workouts here and there. You're not going to, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. I love it, man. Talk about a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ben, you know, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yep. So Instagram, Facebook at Spencer fitness nine. Um, in here, little Tunkhannock, Pennsylvania, north of Scranton, Wilkes Barre, south of uh, New York. Um, pretty close to New York, actually. So check it out. Like I said, at Spencer Fitness 9, um, Instagram, Facebook. 
There we go. There you go. Like Spence, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you're going to accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified of our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and we'll be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Amira Stevens of CrossFit 222, coming to you from LaGrange, Kentucky. Amira, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing incredibly well. I'm, I'm excited to have you on. I can't wait to dive into this and, and pick your brain to see what sort of wisdom and, and lessons we can extract before we do that, take us back a little bit. Put us in your time machine here. Okay. Take us back to the time the idea sprouted in your head. I'm going to open up my own gym. When was it and, and what was going through your head that you wanted to get into this crazy industry? Yeah, it's funny you said that because I remember the exact moment that I had it go in my head. And, and honestly, it, it wasn't very long when I started CrossFit. So, you know, just doing different fitnesses. Um, I knew I definitely wanted to be in the fitness world. It was, it would be a, it was a dream for me at that point. Um, but then when I started CrossFit, I think I was always kind of looking or searching for something a little bit more um, that I hadn't quite found before CrossFit. Um, and then immediately after I found CrossFit, I just, I just fell in love with it. Um, just its overall approach to fitness, just everything about it. Um, I enjoyed the workouts the most, um, the people, the community, you know, you name it. Um, and so right away, I just knew it was like, okay, this would be a dream come true. So from there it was like, okay, well, what's my first steps? Well, first thing you need to do is, you know, at that point I'd already had just like a personal training certification, but, um, at that point I was like, okay, I need to get certified in CrossFit and start coaching. So that's what I did. Um, and so off yeah. on this venture we go, right. Yep. When you were trying to get this thing off the ground. And, and so before we even had a commercial space or a lease, what were you looking for? What was sort of some non-negotiables that we wanted in a training space? Yeah. Like, um, when you mean the space, you're talking about the space itself. Yeah. Like, like when you were looking for a commercial lease, I'm sure that you looked at a couple of different options. What drew you to the option that you ended up selecting? 
Yeah. So for us, we were, you know, the first CrossFit gym in the area that we um, opened up. So there was not another gym there. There had never been a CrossFit gym. We were just venturing out um, just a little bit east of the big city, which had tons of CrossFit gyms. So we were, you know, hitting an untapped market. Um, and at that point, we wanted something where, you know, because a lot of people maybe in this area hadn't heard of CrossFit. So we wanted to be somewhat, um, you know, out where people could just drive by in the main streets and go, oh, there's a CrossFit gym, you know, what's that about? Um, so rather than, you know, some of the classic gyms, which where we are actually right now, we're kind of tucked away because obviously the, the price for the, um, the unit that we're in right now uh, that we're renting is obviously much cheaper when you're back in a more of industrial kind of um, spot. So, you know, we ended up, um, and it was also one of the few places that we could find. So we needed something that was suitable space-wise but we wanted to be out in, in the public or, you know, where people could just see us um, and got, get our name out. And, and it did, it worked um, right away. We instantly, you know, we just had people knocking on the door and wondering what, what's this CrossFit thing. And, um, you know, it helped us get that initial bump, that initial start. Yeah. So, and I yeah. think at least now in, in 2022, I assume, yeah. maybe I'm biased, but I assume most people have an idea of what CrossFit is to sure. this point or have at least come across it in one capacity or another but back sure. when you guys were just starting off did you have like a a membership goal or a capacity number hey i think we can handle this many people in this sort of space yeah you know i think i mean well you know when you start looking at numbers and you're like okay well i need to make this much money and i need to you know i yep. think we were let's let's try to get um get to 60 members you know so that i can actually start just making a little bit bit of money and pay for, uh, you know, the rent and some of the bills and, you know, 60 was kind of like, let's, let's get there. And then from there, the goal was to, to just grow after that. So I think that was so maybe our 60 kind of was minimum. sort of that first benchmark at least. Yeah. Almost like a minimum, like we need to be at least at 60 or else we're not gonna, we're not gonna we get some to bills to pay. We need to get there. Yeah. Okay. And so 60 was the first target. Now that you guys have been around for what, eight or so years now, where does that membership number sit now? Yeah. And, and what was yeah. sort of along those eight years, what was sort of the high water mark? Yeah. So, you know, when you think of membership, a lot of people just think they just see a number, right? And so I've learned over the years was, you know, we have our core members, right? And then we have people who are basically been doing it for, you know, six months or less or a year, less than a year. And so what we learned was, you know, things would kind of go up and down a little bit in the beginning. Um, my goal was always to reach kind of that 100, 120 mark. Um, but as time went on, what we really wanted was not always just this number of how many members do we have at any given time, but how many of those members have been doing CrossFit for two or more years, right? Or at least a year and being on, right? Um, we have multiple people that are still with us from day one. And I think because what you do is when you create that, if 90% of your membership has been there for, you know, um, you've just sustained at least a year, you know, um, and is coming consistently, then, you know, and it doesn't have to be that number, but you know, then you've created a stable, right. And you're yeah. not at potential risk of, you know, that's great. We got 20 people that signed up in the last, um, you know, two months, but you know, you, there's a little bit of that, um, kind of unsure about how, how stable is that membership. So it's a lot easier when you've got members who've been there, you know, and they've been with you it's like family. Now, you know, we have people that that have been there for, like I said, two to eight years. So yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a tremendous point because yeah. retention is such a huge piece in our industry and even yeah. the best of the best, nobody has hundred percent retention. It's just not realistic, but sure. Sure. how can we manage and, and maintain 
as many of those people as we can, it's yes. far easier to fill a bucket if that bucket doesn't have holes in it, right? Exactly. Yep. And, and so, that's is our ahead, retention. Yeah, just I think that's what we've noticed is the longer we've been open, our retention has just gotten better and better. Meaning, like, you know, I, I remember every month, you know, we'd lose a few people, you know, come and go and stuff each month. And now it's like we'd have four months go by and not lose one member, you know. So so that's I think that's, that's a pretty good indicator of the quality of the service. It, it people yeah. willing to continue to vote with their dollars at least. Yeah. And so as things stand now, do you guys have room for growth can we add to the group classes that you guys have sure yes yeah, so we you know some of our classes are like at max capacity um and but but i would say at least two to maybe three of them we definitely still have some some space and room and um so you know it kind of for me became one of those things where you know we can always add more class times um have more trainers help out um for me personally it got to this point where it was kind of like a sweet spot for me as a gym owner um and it was finding that sweet spot of you know how much how many people do we have how hard how many hours am i going to spend um how much money do i really want to make and finding that point of where you're not killing yourself when working right and um and so finding that balance so for me you know we are we are definitely kind of riding on that sweet spot right now um, we're very close to it okay so sweet spot in terms of membership um but rare is it that i meet a business owner who gets to the point where they're like, nope, I'm done. We don't need to focus on anything else. And so what is sort of next steps for this business? Where are you guys placing your focus to, to continue to maybe grow revenue or profitability while we don't necessarily need to grow the population that we serve? Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, we just work. I think our, our big growth has always been um, – continue to be better coaches, um, learning to be, um, increase our certifications. Um, so, you know, we had also did CrossFit kids for a while. Um, and so that's something I think that we're looking into revisiting. Um, we're in an area where we have just the, when people usually leave Louisville, they actually come out to the area we are because it's more family, it's family oriented. So sure. we, you know, our clientele is, you know, in Louisville, you'll have a, at a CrossFit gym, um, a much younger age, whereas we are, our average clientele is actually in their forties. Um, and so for us, you know, I think maybe looking into a CrossFit kids again, um, because we have that. So, you know, at this point, um, it's just working to continue to do what we've been doing, be better coaches. Um, yeah. and, and yeah, maintaining what we're doing. And, and again, like I said, maybe looking into, yeah, I think CrossFit kids sure. is on our, our next. Yeah. Yeah. And so let me ask you this, Amira, because if we're to, to think about sort of 80-20 rule here, 20% of our people are, are probably willing to spend or invest in more CrossFit-esque parallel sort of stuff. Have you guys, and, and I've seen a lot of successful CrossFit studios venture into things like nutrition coaching or even specialty classes, barbell clubs, kettlebell clubs, or sure. even personal training to work on the various skills within CrossFit. Do you think that there's room in the business to sort of layer on some of these other services to better serve the people that we have? Yeah. You know, so we, we've looked into different things like that nutrition. Um, we had a Olympic weightlifting class, which we absolutely loved. Um, sure. Unfortunately, trainer that we had left us so we've been struggling because we it's hard it's hard when you were trying to replace somebody that's one of the best you know um right. 
So, um, but yes, I think for sure we've looked into it. The question for some of our members is almost like, I don't know if we have enough people that are interested in doing this stuff as much on a regular basis um, as rather more things like that we do a few times a year. So we'll do like, we have um, a few times a year where we do certain things like nutrition classes and they'll just pay for them separately for that. Um, so, you know, we'd have like yoga classes and doing different things like that. Um, and so again, we are looking back for our another Olympic weightlifting coach um, to do those classes. So, um, but at the moment we haven't really found where we've had enough of an interest of anything specific. So, um, but I would be from a business side of things, I would be, you know, super interested if, if another gym had found something that really helped them. Right. Um, that's, that's what I mean is like, I've seen such an interesting paradigm shift in the industry, especially within CrossFit, whereas the mindset before was how high can we climb this membership count? How many people can we get through the doors? Right. How many bodies can we shove into these classes to a, where it is kind of now post pandemic, a little bit more in line with what you're talking about. Okay. Maybe we don't need 400, 500 members, but let's serve this population that we have in as efficient of a way and as valuable of a way that we can. And for people in CrossFit, typically they're spending money on these types of things already. They're probably investing in some yeah. sort of nutrition education or recovery modalities, whatever it looks like. There's so many different parallel type services a lot of the time it makes sense to bring it in-house. So at least we know that there's a trusted source for them right. to get it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So we've, um, one of the big things we sell a lot of is our recovery drinks from uh, Formula O2. Um, I think at one point we were like the second highest sales in Formula O2 yeah. <laughs> about five years ago, um, four or five years ago. But yeah, yeah. so we definitely do recovery drinks. We sell, And that's been a huge thing for us. Um, it's a good product. Um, we don't have like four different recovery drinks. It's the one yeah. I like. Yeah. yeah. So we, well, and it that. sounds crazy, but if we can get sure. two or three bucks extra from somebody every time that they come in over Absolutely. the course of a month, this is meaningful money. Do you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. I think meal plan looking for, if we had people that were interested in actually having like a food delivery service, that was maybe something we were looking into. Um, yeah. As another and, and the question was again do we have enough people that were interested in that as well so um but yeah so we're we're definitely open and interested in doing things like that that can help us increase that yeah. revenue without like you said having to fill up i think the industry is so fascinating because there are so many things that you can do right yeah. fitness has so many different tangible markets to it and a lot of the time it, it comes down to narrowing focus and figuring out what we're going to do really really well and so for you guys it'll be interesting to see how that plays out looking forward big picture this with me for a moment amira what is the longer term vision for this business for you what do you want to see happen in the next couple of years yeah you know um we do want to grow a little bit more with our members um i think the probably the biggest thing was maybe potentially um, looking into finding our own space rather than being in a rental. Um, so that's definitely something my husband and I have, you know, talked about and discussed, and, you know, at some point we'd like to, you know, instead of just sending money to somebody else, you know, looking into investing and, and then we can, you know, really make that unit, that space really our, our own. Um, so I think, I think that's always been kind of the dream. Um, and, and maybe being in a little bit, uh, you know, not 
you know, unfortunately, with when you get into these industrial spaces, they're fantastic because the rent is not very expensive, right? Um, but you know, you have things like, you know, the landlord's not wanting to fix the uneven gravel you know you've got members trying to do running and you know easy to roll your ankle and you've got stuff where you're kind of hidden and people can't see you and so um i would say that probably for us uh, the dream would be to, to actually have our own own space yeah yeah and yeah. and we could spend an entire episode talking about the pros and cons of getting a lease or owning your own space we, we don't quite have time for that we'll save it for another conversation yeah Amira, before we sign out of here, I think that's a fantastic place to, to end this episode. But before we do that, why don't you tell people listening where they could find out a little bit more about the business? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can we funnel people? Yeah, we, it's CrossFit-222.com. Yep, and we do have both. Same thing, CrossFit-222 for uh, Instagram and Facebook. Simple and straightforward. Amira, this has yep. been a bunch of fun. I really enjoy these types of conversations. I think getting into the mindset of the entrepreneur um, and, and letting them be proud of what they've accomplished, but at the same time, humble enough to know that there's still a little bit of work to do and, and opportunities to improve. I think these conversations serve everybody in the industry. So I can't thank you enough for your time. Yeah, I'm well, excited thank you. to see what the future holds for you and wish you nothing but the best. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.